Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to another show of Strength in the Numbers. Our guest mentor today is Angela Ho, who's Senior Vice President and Principal Accounting Officer at Ocean First Bank. Now Angela is an up and coming female accounting and finance executive within financial services and she was recently nominated to a list of new leaders in banking. Uh, we have a fantastic conversation uh, to Angela and I. We cover a number of really interesting topics relevant to our audience, uh, in particular two ways how we can display more confidence in our roles. We also discuss the mindset shift on how we can contribute more to our top line performance at our companies. Then Angela shares some terrific advice and loads of practical guidance for young female executives wishing to progress their careers. And rather importantly as well, how to remain goal orientated but not lose sight of what's important in life as well. So there's loads of value in this show. If you want to check out the detailed show notes, go to SITN show dot com slash podcast slash zero three eight there you'll get the timestamp show notes quotes from the conversation resources angela recommends and also how to connect with her so without further ado over to angela and the show i've been an account uh, for over you know getting close to the 15 year mark now <laughs> and um, I never really thought this day would come, you know, start out in undergrad and uh, I wanted to be, I wanted to major in psychology actually. And my father who um, has had many years um, of experience in the finance and uh, business world sneakily slipped me a U.S. news article uh, showing a list of college majors in relation to the amount of annual earnings uh, upon graduation from their uh, with their undergraduate degree, and I noticed that the and this was very on, this was very early on in, in in my college career where he sent this to me, and you know I saw that I'd have to work very very hard for a very long time to be able to a lifestyle that I might be comfortable with. And so I had just been accepted into the School of Management, the business school at uh, University of Massachusetts in Amherst. And so I decided to stick with my uh, acceptance there and never really looked too far behind. You know, and, and I always had a, I'm quite goal oriented. And so tried to get as many internships as early on in my undergraduate career and uh, had internships with PWC as well as KPMG and audited banks for a number of years. And um, after about five years, started a new department in a, with a client in New York City um, and was there for a couple of years and um, then decided to return back to New Jersey where I went to elementary school. And so now I am located in uh, Ocean in Monmouth County in New Jersey, so quite close to the Jersey Shore. 
And here I'm with Ocean First Bank as a uh, principal accounting officer. And and, the, and in terms of your, your journey, I suppose, does any particular moment uh, stand out for you the most? There, there's been two, and usually they've taken me by surprise <laughs> because, you know, as most... Um, as, as most accountants and finance professionals, we are constantly, there's no doubt that we are by far one of the hardest working departments in any organization. Mm-hmm. We're Definitely. here to report accurate information, but also support the front, the front office, you know, whatever that might be. That may be your sales directors, that may be your, um, in my case, you know, branch director, uh, branch managers, as well as um, lending officers. And, but we still have our, you know, especially with publicly traded companies, we've still got our regulatory filings to file, you know, at a certain date, uh, SEC filings and, and anything else. Uh, and so, you know, working hard and then having a good work ethic is, is never short of anyone in, in these roles. Um, but what's been sort of memorable for me in the, you know, past years in my career is um, is when people have, without me even applying or knowing, have recommended me for um, certain leadership positions or have recognized my leadership abilities um, and also hard work and dedication to the profession as well as the organization. Um, so with KPMG, that'd be being nominated. Usually there's an application process, but mm-hmm. I was nominated without even knowing. Um, to be a part of the senior associate advisory board, so you're sort of like a, a sounding board and and um, a leadership council essentially for mm-hmm. the senior associates in the is in the New York office. And it was quite an honor um, mm-hmm. to be one of you know ten or fifteen to represent the entire senior associate class, which was hundreds of people, and not just in within the financial services practice, but in also the our other side of the practice, the natural practice. So that's more your manufacturing and commercial retail audit clients. That's nuts. I mean, how, how do you, how, I mean, how does yeah. that come about in terms of being put forward without you knowing? I mean, what sort of things have to happen for, for those nominations to be made? Like what things are you doing that, that are, you know, encouraging people to make those recommendations, nominations on your behalf? without you knowing? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great question. And I probably should have asked the person who nominated <laughs> me because I didn't have a clue for a long time. And I think it, was, it, it wasn't until perhaps months later where I was trying to figure out who had nominated me. And um, <laughs> sort of, I, I asked around and a bunch of people said no. And then finally, I found the person who, who did. And, I, you know, yeah, what was I doing? I I worked extremely well with the client. I realized that we were in a client service industry. And while it was important for us to get the audit done, it was just as, as important, if not more important, to ensure that our clients were happy and not frustrated in dealing with us. And so I was somehow able to strike this balance of being quite demanding of, uh, of client deliverables and yet, you know, I was quickly recognized to be the person to, as the, as basically the gopher, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, e- even if senior people needed something from a particular person, 
they would they would send me to go and ask for it or request it and surely enough within hours we'd we'd probably have the you know whatever it was that we were that we were asking for and so i think there's a lot to be said about relationships and and building those relationships and i was quite fortunate to um to have sort of invested in my client relationships quite early on in my career and this is probably atypical of perhaps others experience within public accounting in that I was um, on the HSBC account from basically from my internship years through my last days at KPMG. I'd love to get into your industry experience as well, particularly in financial services, but you know there are our listeners out there who are still in practice or maybe stepping from practice into industry. So, you know, it's probably worth spending a bit more time on it, like in terms of if they're looking to get recognized, you know, what sort of things could they be doing better to, to in effect, Mm -hmm. um, get similar recognition that you did? You know, if I think back to my early, to my earlier years in my career, uh, I was, probably less shy or or less sort of impacted by people's titles mm-hmm. or um or hierarchy and i treated everyone as an individual and if i was special enough or if i was um if i was important enough to be in the same room as anyone else i would treat them as an equal and so I was confident to be in my role. Uh, and so confidence, I, I think, would be key, especially early on in, in one's career. Uh, and also just treating everyone, anyone that you interact with as an individual. So yes, business is important and talking about, you know, uh, or going through the agenda is important, but just as important um, getting to know what drives the the individual is it really their work and, and their professional career or is it their is it their personalizer or their hobbies and so you know if it's yes you're required to work you know call it 50 percent of your time um, maybe it's even 40 percent of your time awake and you know 60 percent of that time may be training for a triathlon or um trying to become I don't know like a like a celebrity chef or whatever that person's passion may be and that that you know that may drive up some very interesting conversation especially if you have things in common and before you know it you've made a really good friend and um and maybe someone to share those activities with or those extracurricular activities with yeah, and, and really spending time building those relationships. You just never know what might come down the path later on. Not necessarily in the in the in their current role. They may start doing something else that's really neat in in a in a field that you might be interested in. And if you're still playing golf together, if you're still doing triathlons together, or if you're cooking together, or taking photos together, whatever it might be. Um, hey, you may be the next person. You you may be their number two, uh, and so I think that that's really that that's very cool. Great bits of advice. It's interesting that you know you started the the sort of this section of the conversation around accuracy and our completeness, but then ultimately 
the recognition and I suppose a lot of the other success that follow comes from the more sort of human side outside of the numbers, which is which is really developing relationships, engaging with others, uh, developing trust and and familiarity and who knows where that can lead and maybe treating people with a bit, bit of respect as an individual and not being frightened of titles oh totally you know so that's yeah that's great advice and again it's just it's just one of those things that you know for all you know the well-structured and the great content in our accounting degrees and courses qualifications and certifications this type of insight just isn't really in there and it's great you were able to share that with us, Angela. So thank you for doing that. So, yes, sir. <laughs> so look, I'd, I'd love to sort of maybe touch on maybe what's really exciting you about at the moment. There's a lot of change going on in, in financial services and we're being impacted a lot by digital. But I mean, what's exciting you most about your work at the moment? At the moment, you know, change is change is the new norm. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, if you can picture that. And so... To me, that's really exciting because change means that there's opportunity. Uh, and opportunity is up to you um, in how you'd like to shape your career and, and your landscape. Yes, it's important to understand what the business or the organization's uh, top priorities are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as long as you can create or leverage your strengths to support those goals, uh, in whatever ways that, that may be, you'll easy, well, I don't want to say easy, but <laughs> there is a lot of opportunity for success um, and, for, uh, and for improvement, whether that's in organizational design um, or if there's the ability to streamline processes and even invest in and implement technology strategies uh, or software solutions to your organization, especially as, you know, we've seen, or I've seen anyway, a lot of presentations around, you know, how AI will um, or is encroaching upon the accounting industry, accounting and finance industry, and the importance of sort of staying ahead of that curve and, and being able to leverage those uh, technology solutions and and also for us as professionals to change with the environment um, almost in a chameleon-like way and being able to work with and change sort of our roles as well in being adaptive to our environment. So I, you know, that was a lot of words and I think what I really (laughs) mean to say is that there's disruption in the finance and accounting industry. Of course. Uh, and, you know, how do we prevent ourselves from being sort of eliminated in the equation? Mm-hmm. And so there's, yes, robots and machine learning and all of that. There is importance uh, and there are efficiencies to be gained, um, which is, you know, always a hot topic uh, for finance and accounting professionals, efficiency, efficiency, you know, accuracy and um, effectiveness, but there still needs to be a human component. And so, you know, I, it, it's back to those relationships, but also providing the analysis and making those and, and helping our 
uh, revenue drivers make good business decisions. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I like the way you just complemented the efficiencies and continuously trying to drive out costs, but then immediately switched to revenue drivers, which I don't know. I mean, I just don't feel like accountancy and finance professionals have have really maybe focused as much as we could have on those areas. And is that is that something that, that you identified in the business or is that something that the business has come to you and said, look, we need some help on this? Yeah, you know, you, you're right. Uh, usually accountants and finance professionals are, are more known to help drive costs out. Yeah. Well, um, well I mean, we're, we're an overhead cost center. I mean, we should be pretty good at knowing costs, right? Right. You know, <laughs> you know, right we're right. not like sales or anything on the front line, you know, or customer service where we're back office <laughs> right. uh, cost overhead, you know, like, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we do have, we have a great appreciation. We really should drink our own, um, drink our own soup or Kool-Aid, as I say on that one. So, um, so it's interesting <laughs> that you said revenue drivers, because that's really where we, we need to be going. I think in terms of who want to sustain our, our presence in a business long longer term. And if, and if we are working in a growth mode, mm-hmm. um, being a, the way to grow is not by cutting costs. Yes, costs <laughs> have to be maintained. Of course. But the way you're going to grow your business is by increasing revenue. Mm-hmm. And to be a part of that decision making is so critical and, and very important, especially especially in a company uh, or any company that that wants to improve itself, uh, which I would imagine that if you're in business today, that's probably a focus <laughs> of yours. Uh, and and so it's, it's empowering yes, to have that switch in mindset and to, you know, and, and to sort of shed that uh, the, menta- the mentality of always being a we're just a cost center. We're not contributing to the top line. Um, guess what? We can, you know, for mm. banks anyway, we, uh, there's, there are, there are different ways of earning income. So yes, interest income is one way, you know, perhaps, you know, if there's depending on what kind of financial institution you are, you may have trading revenue as well. Um, but also in you know miscellaneous fees and, and analyzing your fee schedule and um, uh, fee income recognized, you may identify that there are different ways to structure um, how clients are charged, and all of that comes with yeah. Guess what? If we do have you know really good uh, AI or or any kind of technology to help analyze. Uh, that set of data, then we'll be able to arrive at a solution even faster. So, you know, there's no reason why we should be afraid of technology or um, machine learning. We should embrace it so we can we can become better at our jobs and yeah. be a revenue driver it was just it was or a partner in it well, well exactly uh, you know if not a revenue driver definitely a partner it was just as you were describing the income opportunities there and, and then i was thought like wouldn't it be a great tagline for for the, the you know all accountants and finance professionals to to sort of say don't just cut costs grow revenue and grow your career because um you know if we grow yeah. the top line there's more opportunities than hitting the business i mean how cool is that 
And uh, yeah, Andrew, you, I think you're on to something. <laughs> no, 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 I think I should share the credit on that one now, Angela. That's uh, but <laughs> but no, 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 in all fairness, you, you brought us on to the topic, so I just thought that was interesting how the conversation developed. And like, in terms of one thing that's really impressed me is that, like, you know, we're both young people, and you know, in terms of your career, you're 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 succeeding as a young female executive, so. In terms of on that journey in finance, um, is there sort of any sort of pointers or tips you could share perhaps with our audience who, who also want to be similarly successful as a young young female executive? There is merit to being hardworking. You, you do, you know, we, we do have to show that first, Hard, being hardworking, uh, being committed to your career. Um, hey, and maybe my path is not similar to all uh, female accounting and, and finance professionals. Um, but I think that treating yourself as an equal to a male, um, speaking just as loudly, if not louder than, um, than the men in your organization, um, or even outside and knowing that you do bring value to the conversation. I mean, there are so many articles out there talking about how, hey, you know what? Companies with more females on their boards have, have higher stock returns and, and how there is a real shortfall of uh, female board members. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, so there's an awareness in the marketplace of this, of sort of this, if you want to call it an issue. And so... You know the the issue or or the shortfalls been identified. So it's our it the opportunity is ours to seize it. And so if that is a goal of of yours, um, and it certainly is of mine, um, make it known. You know, tell as many people as you can that hey, Definitely. look, I do want to serve on a board, whether it's a nonprofit or you know if you if you want to be a paid board member. Um, and if it if it is your goal to be in the C suite, be clear about what it is that you want and what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't, it shouldn't be a secret, right? Because no, the more people be. that know about your goals and aspirations, uh, if something comes down the pike, then you'll be top of mind for them to reach out to, right? So um, yeah, building your brand and and really putting, putting it out there. Well, well, exactly. I mean, look, if you've got, if you've taken the time to invest in building good quality relationships at work people like you and you let them know what opportunities you're interested for it's just like any business that, that where people get referred or businesses get referred you'll be top of mind you know so mm-hmm. it's, it's really good practical advice i mean and, and how hard is that like to um to, to follow up you know for our audience so i encourage everyone you know listening to this podcast to to follow through what Angela has shared with us i mean that's just good common sense but Sometimes you just need to hear it or re- have it reinforced for us that this is doable. This is achievable. Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> and and if I can add, <laughs> because yeah, on, this is yeah. top of mind for me, uh, don't be afraid of being a bitch at work. <laughs> um, and <laughs> strong. What words. I mean by that is is you know you know you don't need to be a jerk, but the confidence thing um and sometimes it's important to show that hey what you say is what you mean and 
especially, you know, women versus men. Generally speaking, especially for me, it's a personal challenge to speak in literally a louder volume um, and sort of command that equal presence. Uh, it's, it's important to, to believe in yourself and, and to be committed every day as you, uh, as, as you present yourself. And so if, you, if there's something you believe very strongly in, don't be, don't be afraid to back down. Um, and what's helpful is to, you know, perhaps build a, you know, support group as you go into these battles, yes. um, before, uh, outside, before you do get into the meeting room. And so it's the, you know, you have support when you do enter the room. Yeah, I can't, I, I think that's the most important thing, but then that those support groups have come from all the work that's been done on the relationships and, and people understanding yeah. your, your value because then you know yeah. again I think when it comes to speaking a bit louder you know that's just that's just demonstrating the integrity that our profession and our position within our company's demands I mean we're there to ensure completeness and accuracy and that's just integrity of the business underlying business numbers and in terms of having integrity to ourselves it's just living living our purpose and, and living who we want to be and being ourselves so that's why I th- I just don't see any issue with with doing that. But some of us have cowered away from from perhaps best representing ourselves and what we can offer in those moments. And you know, just to to share with our listeners, don't be afraid. And uh, and only yeah. good things will tend to happen in the longer run from those things. So that's a great great advice, um, Angela. I I'd just. Uh, I'd love to sort of jump into some other questions before I do, you know, like you did mention earlier, you're fairly goal orientated. So, you know, when it comes to the career and, and uh, succeeding, how do you then not lose sight of perhaps what's important in life as well? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> so while, um, you know, my work and career is very important to me, and I think what I've recently realized is, uh, and I can just with um, spending some time self-reflecting. Mm-hmm. Time outside of the office is just as important, if not more important. See, if you're not healthy mentally or physically, uh, then you cannot be your best self in the office. Definitely. And so it's so important to recharge um, and to really, I, I, I found it quite helpful to truly separate you know, my time outside of the office and um, my time in the office. And sure, there's there are times when there needs to be some overlap. But if you are being fully rejuvenated uh, and recharged when you're not at work, then you'll, I, I think just overall, you'll be a better performer when you are in the office. And so, you know, it depends on what works for you. Um, but for me to be unplugged when I'm not here, it really helps me perform at a much higher level when I am when I am sitting at my desk. Um, and so my personal relationships, friendships, uh, family, uh, mental health, uh, physical health are very important to me. And when those things start to slide. Uh, so do so. So does my performance at work, and so you know I'm I'm not necessarily talking about living a balanced uh, life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because this it, it's not possible to live a balanced life. It's I think 
just what's important to you um, at a particular point in time. And so it's really being self-aware and knowing what is critical to you. Uh, and so if you, if someone in your family is sick and if more time needs to be devoted there, um, make that known to your employer, to your boss, to your team. And look, people love to help and people are good yeah. human beings. So true. And if that's what you need, people will support you. And there are times when that will shift, right? Someone else on your team may need additional support, and I'm sure that you will rise to the occasion when that or if that were to happen. And so that's that's what being a team is about. That's uh, such excellent advice. Um, look, there's, uh, Angela, for our listeners, would there be any particular maybe book or audio book maybe documentary or movie even that you'd recommend to our audience especially for those who are new in their careers uh well new in their careers new in their position uh new in an organization i really like uh there's this book called the first 90 days and even if even if you're in the same organization you may be in a different role it's it's critical to know what's required of you to to have a successful career um, in that role or in that position uh, or in that or in an organization and it's not always necessarily in the first 90 days Um, I think it's also a good refresher every now and then just to uh, get a pulse for um, just to get a pulse for what is important Um, and that may change yes you know in depending on the phase of the organization or um or your role oh completely so, so that that's a book i would strongly recommend uh and then in terms of documentaries uh <laughs> i love the new planet earth oh wow series that, oh they've been going it's for years it's so good beautifully filmed <laughs> yeah 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 exactly talk about unplugging what a way to unplug right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads! Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm delighted you threw that one in there because uh, you know the more practical resources we have, the better. And I, I, I actually would support that as well. I've been, I've loved Planet Earth since uh, I think I first saw the first one. What about ten years ago now? So it's a great show. Yeah, and, uh, and you learn loads right. as well. You know, it's amazing what you learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So, uh, <laughs> so look, Angela, look, you've been a great guest for us. Um, really appreciate you sharing the insights. And, you know, should any of our audience uh, wish to try and connect with you, what's the best way or best place that, where's the best place they can find you at? Oh, yeah, please. Um, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Your name comes up as Angela Ho, I think CPA, CGMA. I'm based out of New Jersey, so you'll see that. Uh, I'm also graduating from the Warren School of Business. Uh, this May and so I think that's in my title as well excellent thanks thanks Andrew. yeah I'll, I'll put your your contact profile up on the show notes as well and look we, we really appreciate you investing your time with us in the show and this has been great guest some great advice <laughs> particularly about building relationships <laughs> and uh, being a bitch in a good way <laughs> so so uh, so love this to how candid you were you know and uh, and you've been very successful to date and i know you're going to go on to even even bigger and better things so angela thanks for being such a great guest today on our show and wish you all the best into the future oh thank you andrew thanks for the time
So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter, which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news, and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding, and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working, or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. When all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers.